Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Everyone, welcome to the B list. I'm B. I have a special <laughs> guest here today. I have the founder of the Housewives Institute. He's a New York Times bestselling author of a new book that just came out, The Housewives, The Real Story Behind the Real Housewives. He's usually, well, I guess used to be the narrator for um what was the name of the Here for Drama. That's here for what drama. They called it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Brian oh, Moreland. Those are so fun. <laughs> I miss those. Because you moved to London, right? Yeah, so you... I moved to London. So now I don't get to like be the narrator anymore. I don't know if they do them anymore. I know it was like and very time consuming to like transcribe uh, all of that. Yeah. And like, and they would like edit it down. And yeah. yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, Here for Drama was basically like a, what would you, like a table reading of a full Housewives or not even like one episode. It was like an arc of yeah. like a vacation or. Yeah, so that we did like the Berkshires, we did Boat Ride from Hell, we did uh, Scary Island, we did Dinner Party from Hell, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah and Can so I like I would be the narrator, and then they would have comedians like play all the parts. Yeah, Z-Way was in it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and like everybody who's in it is now doing like super well. So yeah, like, nice. yay here like, for yeah. drama. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one was the uh, sh- what is it, Shamrock and sh- Shell Shocks. What was it? Oh, yes. The like the Ireland OC, trip. Which yeah. is way more interesting than the actual like Real Housewives of. Because I mean, that season was pretty. Oh, you like that, right? You like OC? Well, I mean, I recap OC. I don't know that okay, if yeah. I was still getting paid <laughs> to watch it, I would be yeah, tuning yeah, yeah. in. But um, yeah. That's what else I also forgot to mention that you write a weekly recap of. It's Is it every Housewives that's currently airing on Vulture? No, I do New York, Beverly Hills, Orange County. I just did New Jersey for the first time. Then I do Vanderpump Rules, Southern Charm, Summer House. Yeah, and then like other random stuff. Like I did Cobra Kai, (laughs) your dad's favorite TV show. You said Summer, wait, you said Southern Charm, but did you add Southern, uh, sorry, Summer House in there? Yes. Okay, Okay, we're going to talk about that later. All right, I have have, have questions. All right. and I have I have something I need to ask you about Summer House too. Please do, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Let's wait till we get to We're that. Saving they, We're saving Hannah, it. We're saving it. Okay. Hannah was actually on um, before all of the stuff went down. How'd that go? I like Hannah. Have you met her? Um, I've not met her. We like interacted on Twitter a bit, but then since she was on the show, like I haven't been in New York. But 
um, since I live in the UK, I do know that Des is like much more famous he's than American big there. Yeah, okay. he's like the Jay Leno of Ireland. He's really like, wow. Okay, so yeah, he's like, he like has yeah. his own shows and like has been like in comedy specials and whatever for like years and years. And he so he's wow. like legit famous there. Oh wow, that always happens that way, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I guess his like Tanache is big somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's like Jerry Lewis in France. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like Des is big in Ireland. You yeah, know, whatever. Um, I was gonna ask you something about uh yeah, no, that's what that was the point I was gonna make is that like uh, meeting these people in real life, and that's something that I've learned over the years is quite different than loving them on television, right? It's just like there's housewives that I've met. I mean, I'm sure you and we could talk about yes. this, but you you also famously ghost wrote Erica Jane's um memoir. Memoir, yeah. memoir. And um, I'll ask you about that, that experience as well. But, you know, meeting these people and then seeing their their lives play out on the show and especially her life. So, I mean, I don't even know. Are you still in touch with her or was it more yeah. just like a transactional? No, no, we still chat like occasionally, you know, like if I'm in L.A., I'll say, hey. Yeah. And, you know, if she needs like help writing anything, you know, I'm here to help. <laughs> Deposition. Or, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but just like fracking like no mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> sorry no that's okay um but or uh you know sometimes she'll like comment on instagram and then we'll start like chat you know it's just like yeah, your yeah. friend who lives in eight time zones away <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah no it's it's just like a mind fuck like meeting i mean sometimes the housewives that you love you should never ever meet because it yes. completely switches your i mean i'll never really like Ramona or Luann just from like my personal experiences there's not any way you're ever gonna like sell me on them there's an amazing story in the book about how Ramona once called Bravo and the person who answered the phone like probably some junior level assistant or whatever didn't recognize her voice and was like oh mask who's calling and then whoever Ramona was calling she got on the phone she's like you should fire that person they didn't know who I was and I was like (laughs) meanwhile she doesn't know anybody is yeah, and it's yeah. like, right, and that's Ramona in a nutshell. So, yeah, I always say that, like, the people who make for great housewives make for awful dinner companions, and I yes. find that, like, more often than not to be the case. Yeah, for some reason, my first pop, that first my that first thought that popped in my brain is Danielle stop storming into the posh boutique, waiting for the receptionist to actually acknowledge her, but she's on the phone, and just tried <laughs> to ignore her for five minutes, and Danielle was like, and stormed out in the parking lot and was like arguing with their like four, 14 year old daughter about it. Amazing times. <laughs> I Let's... would have, I would ignore Daniel Salve if I was on the phone too. I'd be like, yeah. nope. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Let's get right into the book though. I love the book. Yeah. I'm halfway Thank through. You. It's, um, it's, especially for someone who like knows. I mean, I research everything. If I'm into something, right. I like have to, I have to Wikipedia it like the, you know, I'm just like that person, but I, I learned so much new just from reading it and only like halfway, you know, did you yeah. like when you were researching? Cause I believe, tell me about the research process too, because I mean, I, you were working on this for a, a long time, right? Yeah. I, I was working on it for about two and a half years of like researching and reporting and stuff. And I had some other like projects in between. Um, but yeah. So um, I had orish- originally talked to Bravo about partnering with them and they were like, okay, we'll partner with you, but we want 10% of the book sales and complete editorial <laughs> control. So oh, we were no. like, uh, no thanks. No. So yeah, they yeah. emailed all of the housewives, all the producers, everybody, and was like, Don't do talk not talk to, to this guy. Yeah. I do that. 
Yeah, they're like that. crazy like I've that. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get so that so you know, I ended up talking to about a dozen housewives, like about half on the record, half off the record, but then a ton of like producers, editors, story editors, camera operators, yeah. like and honestly, that's where you really want to get it from. It's, totally, it's, yeah. And yeah. they're like really the best. And so I started interviewing them. Most of it's anonymous, but you know, everybody I checked was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah, real, like yeah, working on the yeah. shows and stuff. And so yeah, so it ended up taking a lot longer than I thought. And then aside from that, it was just like reading every article about the housewives, like listening to every podcast they were on, just you know, going through everything that was already publicly available that kind of Bravo had vetted, and then just like trying to add onto it with my own stuff. But um, yeah, it was weird because I felt like I was learning things, but then I had been sitting with the information so long when I was writing it, I was like, is this new? Like, does yeah. everybody know this yeah. or do just I do know I it? Do I just know it? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad to hear that someone like you, who I know is a huge expert. An enthusiast. Is, yeah, is Connoisseur. still like, oh, okay, I'm learning stuff. So yeah. that or makes you just, me very happy. Or it was like things that I had like heard of, but you kind of confirmed them for me. And I'll get into yes. more specifics about all that stuff because it gets really interesting. Uh, one interesting thing about the book, and I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm actually in it. And I didn't even know yes, that. Someone told are. me. Someone yes, screenshotted And that's how I reached out because I want to let you know my lawyer. No. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, also um, my producer, Tracy, is also, well, I guess her article yeah, that she yeah, yeah. wrote about racing the Real Housewives is in it. So yeah, that was so really like, interesting. So like the second half of the book that you haven't gotten to yet, I talk a lot about like the fan communities and like people like ourselves who are enthusiasts who kind of turn this into like podcasts or meme pages or, you know, whatever. Um, and just talk about what that's like. And also like some of the crazy fan communities, like Facebook groups yeah. and like, ooh, girl. Yeah, yeah it's dark. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I feel like there was a point when it was like very fun to like have open discourse about this kind of stuff online because people were and like just um I don't know the 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 term, but it's just like there was kind of like a a naivety about like liking some of this stuff, yes. but you had smarter fans too. Like, you know, that like I mean I hate to generalize, but typically like the Real Housewives of New York fan base is typically more like knowledgeable about what is happening in current events or you not looking at this stuff in a vacuum they're looking yeah. at it in terms of like a larger socioeconomic like landscape yes. and how this fits in right but then someone yeah. who likes beverly hills is usually just watching because they like rich people porn <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah to break it well, down I, you know what i mean one of the things i find fascinating about housewives like you said is like it's fun to talk about like who's your favorite who do you love who do you hate because everybody loves you know, for every woman, there's people that love them and people that hate them. And, you know, and so I think that used to be it's fun telling. to kind of like talk about that. But now it's especially like on Twitter and stuff. It's like, how dare you hate Teresa? You should <laughs> fucking kill yourself. And it's like, dude, it's just the housewives. Like, don't yeah. take it so seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, we can like the same people. We can like different people and still just like talk about it and have fun. I mean, yeah. once you make it into, yeah, it's not like, whether or not you're wearing a mask. Like, and know, like some people, like yeah. Like yeah. I I vote, I can count, but I still like Teresa Giudice. Like there's things that, you know, defy. And I hate her, but we can still uh, <laughs> yeah. agree to disagree and have an interesting conversation about it. So I dislike yeah. her just, I dislike her equally, you know? So that, that's the magic, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the delicate balance of housewifery. What's some stuff that you like learned along the way that you were like, this is nuts. I never knew. I mean, just, I mean, I'm sure so much, but is there anything that sticks out in your brain that was like, 
Um, the thing that I didn't even realize is how much research Bravo is doing into the women and the shows and how much they use that towards, um, you know, hirings and firings and stuff like they do. They're interviewing fans about who they like and who they hate and where they want them to go on trips, what the next city should be like. They're asking them all sorts of questions. And they really do take that into account. And also, yeah. you know, I, I wish we could say like, oh, all those times you tweeted about how much you hate Danielle Staub, like it doesn't matter, like don't tell her to kill herself. But Bravo is paying attention. They do these things called social sentiment reports. And it's about okay. how people are feeling about the housewives and stuff online. And so and is that in the using, book? Yeah. And okay, yeah, using, yeah. Yeah. And they're using that into like deciding who gets another season, who doesn't, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. So I was surprised at how, like, I just thought it was like, oh, okay, we're sick of Teddy, like, see you later. But they're actually, like, taking into account what I, fans think about these things. I did know about that just from knowing people at Bravo. And I know that Q ratings, rate, like, um, have a lot to do in terms of, like, even down to pay, right? And how long people stay and their seniority on the show. Um, I know that, like, specifically, like, Candy Burris is someone who's always had a really high Q rating. Yes, because she's always very the highest from what I heard. Yeah, and yeah. she also makes the across most the money. board makes yeah. sense across the yeah. board. Like even for the white franchises, which is really interesting because you don't you have people that don't even watch Atlanta and Potomac, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but there, but Atlanta is still the highest rated, and so I think that there are a lot of people who are one of the worst currently, not rated, but literally one of the worst worst franchise. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know how it doesn't rate as well as Potomac. It's like, what is wrong with you people get on Potomac? Yeah, I know, it's so bad. But, you know, everything can turn around. I mean, look at New Jersey. It's true, it's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i one of those people, it's like, if you don't watch it when it's bad, how do you know when it's good? Yeah, so, yeah. You, kind of you know, it. I always stick around. You know what's interesting? I was talking to my friend Russell the other day, and he... I told him a long time ago to just, he, no, he's not a housewife person, has never really even watched, but he wanted to get into it. And I said, just do New York. I feel like it's a good like starter, start from you know the beginning and just go all the way if you have time. Yeah. And he did, and he watched it all the way through. And I think he, or actually, I think he's currently on like seven, but he was like, I was like, and then I call the dark ages, which is season five. Is that the one where they completely recast, right? Yeah. It was like and, Carol and Aviva and Heather is, Thompson's like first season. Which is great, but it's also like, it took a while to get the train moving at full speed, right? Because it felt yes. really awkward. Um, yes. But I call that the dark ages. And he was like, oh, but I loved that. And I'm like, but to watch it, you're sitting down and you're watching it all in succession. Yes. Like, I watched that over the period of however many seasons that took. It felt yeah. much longer than absolutely, and you're yeah. watching week to week, and you're like, okay, nothing Ugh. happened this week. Nothing yeah, happened maybe this next. Week. Yeah, yeah. I had never watched Potomac, and then I watched maybe the first start? three. I I started a couple of years ago because I've watched the last couple in real life, but I watched maybe the first three. Oh. I wish I could go back to that time and just like if I could erase my memory like the Men in Black pen and just binge that. <laughs> just start over. Yeah. What a franchise to binge. Oh my god, I mean, and it's like such a different experience. And it is, and I'm so I wish that I could save the later <laughs> seasons because every episode of Potomac, I'm like, when's the next one? I need to see like what's going. Who Michael Darby has molested this week? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Potomac is the only city I think currently that still has me feeling like crackheadish from week to week. Like really, like scratching, waiting for the yes. next one.
Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I feel that way about Summer House too. Like I love Summer House. Yeah, though. Summer House is getting into it. Like it's it's a it's, it's precipice. Is that the right? Yeah. Right. Yes. That is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll get into that. I wanted to just thank you for your mentions of Denise Richards. I think like so far she's been mentioned the most. I think of. I haven't counted, but I feel like Denise Richards is mentioned a lot in your book. She gets a lot of representation. I also think that Are I you was- a ragamuffin? <laughs> I am a bit of a ragamuffin. I I'm like ragamuffin. Denise Richards. But then I, I think her. I was doing a lot of the writing, especially of the early chapters, At like while that season was airing. And yeah. so I think that it was kind of just like, uh, like top of mind. That um, and also she is, there is no housewife that is quite like Denise Richards. No. And I think that, yeah. And it is like a totally different thing, like how she was famous yeah. and, and, she is her and personal life. like, yeah. And they didn't want her at first and then they really wanted her. And yeah. so it, it's, it, she's been the exception to a lot of rules, I think. But I also think that, um, I used to think all the women need to like bear all, like everything's on the table. And then with Denise, I was kind of like, no, maybe that's not right. And it's that, kind of interesting. Yeah, because, like, she had an affair with Brandy, who wasn't on the show, and, like, who cares? Like, if she wants to screw women in her private life, like, it's up to her. Just let her do that. And if it's not affecting the other women, you know, it doesn't really matter. And I feel like when they went to Kim and Brandy and brought them back to get this story, and then I was like, that seems kind of shady. And so I really didn't like And then Lisa was so obsessed with it, and I was like, why do you care? You know, and, and yeah. then it was like a fight about the show. Like you're on the show, but you won't talk about how you're sleeping with Brandy. But then it's like, but also then who cares if you're sleeping with Brandy? Because and it makes you feel like talking about it. This was yeah. always a fight about the show. This was always a fight about them being pissed that she was probably getting paid more than them because she's SAG. And that's a whole, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And she's, yeah, and she like, had an agent to negotiate her salary. And, and yeah, she gets totally. to probably film the least and she's probably not sparing at all. But you know what? Sometimes it's okay when... Because it's okay, we can look at her to like a liar and just know that she is and keep it pushing and always know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always wonder what... what it would have been like if she had come back. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved that. Loved that. Yeah. Um, I well, and I say now all fights on the show are really about the show. And yeah. um, and you know, I think that's like good and bad because I think it's more interesting when it's coming from real interpersonal dynamics. And I think you have a lot of that on Potomac, not to go back to it, but it's like mm -hmm. Giselle and Karen have like a long complicated history and they're like totally the yin and yang of the show. And I mean, we, they really hate Ashley or they really love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we yeah. always go back to Potomac. We live in Potomac. So please I do. Mean, um, you can bring everything back to that. But the constant, like, the um, the two forces that Giselle and Karen are and fighting over this, which, by the way, I think it's been answered. I think Karen is actually the matriarch of the show. I think, <laughs> right? I mean, at this point, I think that Gis Giselle thinks she's running the show. But I, yes. I think, yeah, I think Karen is... I'm a, I'm a Giselle partisan. I am not sure why, but yeah. I, I cannot ignore Karen's contributions. But really, it's like Alexis and Crystal on Dynasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. you can't have one without the other. Like you need that back and forth. And that's what I think is so great about it. Well, this is a perfect segue into what I was going to talk to you about is the lineage of kind of, of, of docu-soaps into soaps or rather documentary into docudramas and all of yeah. that. It was just something that has always really interested me because I 
not really necessarily the uh, the daytime soaps, but I love Dynasty, yeah. Dallas, all of that. Even like Falcon Crest, you kind of brought up. I was yeah. too young for all of it at the time, but I mean, I've seen it all. <laughs> at this point in my life, I've seen it all because it's amazing. But there's just like so many interesting parallels and all yeah. those. Oh no, absolutely. And I mean, and it really comes like, and I really get into the history of like soap operas from when they started because you know, and, and I kind of delineate it in the book where it's like, here are things that are taken like right out of soap operas and are now on Housewives, like reaction shots and like mm-hmm. focus on personal stories and just the way they make the things. And it's like, you have a party and then after the party, everybody gets in pairs and they talk about the party and they intercut between people. And so it's like the exact same way that they frame and film soap operas, they're now framing and filming The Real Housewives. And so I feel like to really understand it, you need that. And also it's just this like ongoing serial story mostly about women mostly about what we consider domestic matters and yeah yeah, and i i mean there's so many people like us i grew up on daytime soap operas and nighttime soap operas and now i'm like obsessed with the housewives so it's really set the stage for people like us it just proved the point that like none of this stuff happens in a vacuum and like everything is like a plan because you mentioned the the creation from the casting side on production uh, yeah uh, for, for forever no is that what it's yeah the, the forever, forever no, no list. list yeah could you could you explain to people what that that is yeah so like fans are always like um oh they should get heather locklear or they should get nicolette sheridan or you know like all these people who they think would be great on the show who might be but you know casting agent you know i talked to a casting agent who said everyone you can possibly think of we have reached out to and either yeah. We did an interview and Bravo didn't like it and they're crazy like um, Heather Locklear is or they're not interested. So they have this list that's the forever no list. It's like, don't bring up these people. Don't approach them. They've already been vetted. The answer is no. Like, don't go back to that. But apparently Denise Richards was a no and Bravo specifically asked and said, like, can you get Denise Richards? And so I bet she was making bank. Good money. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Speaking of Heather Locklear, I mean, this is actually my number one person that I would ever want to join because, I mean, it's just smart. She was on Dynasty. She was a Models, Inc., Melrose Place, yes. all of that. It's perfect. Co-star with Lisa Too bad she's, Yeah. And stole Denise Richards, or no, Denise Richards stole her husband, right? That was the yes. whole... Yeah, Richie Sambora. She started dating yes. him before they even got a divorce and they were best friends. And then if Nicolette Sheridan also joined, I mean, that would be... Oh my God. It God. would be amazing. But <laughs> it just like, really sucks that Heather Locklear is kind of, you know, going through some things, but God, she'd make an amazing housewife. Crazy oh my God. It, it would be so good. Well, somebody who was rumored to be an initial real housewife of Beverly Hills is uh, Brenda Ritchie, who is Lionel Ritchie's ex wife and Nicole Ritchie's mom. And I guess oh, like wow. she oh, wow. found like Lionel Ritchie in bed with his. Um, then mistress now like second wife and like chased them out of the house and was like trying to attack them and like whatever yeah. and i was like why was this woman not cast like she i guess but then it's perfect. like but garcelle has the same similar story not chasing someone yeah. out of a house but she wrote the scathing letter yes. about her ex-husband after she found out he was cheating and sent it to all of his work colleagues but we that's not the garcelle that we're getting today though like, no, it's, it's not. not what it's we like signed she's up for from all that and i'm like no we don't want our housewives healed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's so funny. Like when we see the women like learn and grow, and I'm yeah. like, I'm glad you're learning and growing, but also, do I? Can we want digress a little bit? Grow? Yeah. Can we like? <laughs> can we act like Sutton this past episode, acting like an actual five year old? That's where I need you to live, like in that space. Whenever you get drunk, um, exactly. Really cool. it- yeah, it was like Stasi, who it's like, yeah. oh, you became a real person? Like, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, now you're a racist? Okay, good, we can get rid of you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, to jump back on the Forever No list, is there anybody that you uh, learned is on the Forever No list that we would know that you didn't mention in the book? Heather Locklear was the only one I heard for certain, certain. and okay. I pressed this person I was talking to. I was like, who else is on the list? Who else is on the list? Because I was dying to know. Yeah. And that was all I got. So... Yeah. There's probably so um, many. Oh my God. I would, why would even like been on an e-red carpet is probably on a, like a B list or C list. Yeah. Could you imagine you know? like Juliana Rancic's like <laughs> audition tape? <laughs> I guarantee she's talked to someone in casting. Oh my God. A hundred percent. And you know, I know that people are always like, Oh, she would be a great housewife or, Oh, I have a friend who would be perfect on the housewives. And usually they say like a lot of times, like, Oh, those people really aren't. But my cousin has a husband who lives in Brooklyn and she would be the best for housewife. Of Brooklyn. She's like pretty. She runs her own business. She's got a hot husband. She likes the well, Why fight. is she not? Do you need, to I don't put know. Her, do you need me to put and, her in touch with somebody? I know. I mean, yeah. You know, I was Darren. Yeah, I was like, we need to send some uh, casting. I definitely, we'll talk after. <laughs> uh, we'll talk offline. Yeah, I can put her, yeah. We need yeah. it. God, we need it. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> going back to Garcelle, because we were talking about the casting process. She's actually the, I mean, I did see a casting reel once. I saw her casting reel. She's mm-hmm. been angling to get on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for like seven seven or eight years. A long time. Really? She had been trying. She. I mean, I don't know if it's trying, right? I mean, they probably... Some probably someone reached out to her agent and yeah. then just did it. It was the season where I think it was the season right before Lisa Rinna and Eileen. Yeah. But she she had been in talks about this for a long time. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know they made a conscious decision and when she's they started. G- Kyle ever since. She's like, she's, <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. It's like she froze me out. They made a conscious decision when they first started Beverly Hills to not have any um like current actresses on yeah, they didn't want said. people to think it was like fake. And so I think that might've been a consideration, but then once Lisa and uh, Eileen Davidson got on, then it seems to have been open season, but yeah, talk- it's also, it's funny to me, the women who are dying to get on, like Jennifer Aiden was like trying for years yeah. and years. Yeah. And the, the casting, she admits it. Yeah. Built a house the, just to be on the show. Yeah. And the casting directors I talk to usually say like the people that want it bad don't make for really good housewives. And I think you see someone like Garcelle or Jennifer is a good exception. Whereas you have people like Aviva Drescher who wanted it so bad. Oh wait, do, and then, do you not think that Jennifer Aiden is good? No, I think Jennifer Aiden is good. I'm saying okay, like okay, her okay. and Garcelle are like people that really wanted to get on, but are good housewives. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to you see people like Aviva who really wanted to be on. And then she like over delivers and you're like, what the fuck yeah. lady? Yeah. yeah, it's there's not really. I mean, you could try to rhyme and reason everything, but I feel like it really just comes down to like lightning in a yeah. bottle. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and I was shocked. I went and like did the, the did the math, and eighty percent of the women who are cast come back for a second season, and that's like it, that's a really good percentage. Yeah, that's absolutely. Like, and it's and better it's than like, the divorce rate. 
Good morning. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And like, I was surprised, you know, the casting directors, the producers, Bravo, they do such a good job at this. And, you mm -hmm. know, I might be a little harsher snarky in the book, but I mean, they really deliver a great project. And I mean, it's like, they found Dorinda Medley, they found, you know, Shanna Bador, like they found all these people who mm -hmm. are great housewives who we never would have seen. So that's why, why people are always like, oh, bring back Heather Dubrow. Bring this is back okay. So and so. Anybody that yeah. listens to this podcast knows that I say every single episode the exact same thing you're saying right now. And I feel like we are the only two people saying this because every time something goes bad, someone's first thing is to say that bring back. No, there's like, there's other Dorindas living in Manhattan yeah. that are just waiting to be. That yes. probably don't even like know to watch, which honestly is better if they don't yes. really pay attention to the show. Um, yes. Yeah, there's 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 infinite possibility. To think that Karen Huger would be walking around Saks right now in Potomac, Maryland, and not even know what a, a casting producer is or any of this stuff and then just be plucked out of the wild. To know that like her and Giselle would be fighting somewhere yes. in Potomac yes. right now and like not being filmed is so insane to me. Well, and that's what people always say, like, oh, what city should be next? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, as long as you get a great group of women, it's like Potomac, whoever would have thought Salt Lake, yeah. whoever would have thought. And like, and so yeah. I think that if you can find a great group of women with a good dynamics, I mean, it could be anywhere. It could be the smallest suburb, the biggest city, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, totally. We talked about the forever no list. I want to talk to you about um, something that I'm on the right when I left off because I've been listening to the book. I got it on. <laughs> so I, so I've been hearing, like I've been hearing you your voice. Oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But if it's been um, hours. I will tell you something about the audiobook. It was so weird to record it. And it was like shockingly like exhausting to like sit and just like read and be like focused yeah. for hours at a time. Uh, and yeah. so there was a woman in the headphones and she was the director and she was in New York and I was doing it in London. And then there was a guy in the sound booth, but the guy in the sound booth was so fucking hot. Oh yes. Yeah, so like <laughs> oh my wait, God. Wait, Oscar. What is, what, what, what's the name of the um, company that did it? like the audiobook recorders or something like that he's some like scottish marathon runner and he was oh never mind gorgeous no. and, and i was like, like audio recording and his name is oscar i was trying to put two and two together i was like well he is attractive so <laughs> um yeah and so every day i got to go into the studio and be like oh hi oscar i'm in love with you and flirt yeah. with oscar so i hope that that you can picture not just me reading to you but a hot guy just like yeah. over on the side <laughs> i hope that improves your cardio at the gym while you're listening Yes, that's going to add to the imagery. Um, I think when I left off, I think we're at the point, but I, I made a note that there's a lot of talk about like, there was a point in Real Housewives when there's a lot of talk about the blogs, podcasts, yeah. and the media and how that starts to honestly, it's like in Sex and the City, it's like the city is the fifth, the, like the blogs yes. are the seventh housewife on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, you know, it's uh yes. It's, but it's, I counted and it's like pretty much every single franchise now that's currently airing has had storylines in their recent seasons about social, social media, media or yeah. what people are saying in the blogs or, you know, yes. well, what's your thought and about that? I had um someone on last week who said that they feel like it's, I forget exactly what Jess said, but she's, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like that. It's kind of like, it's being leaned on too much on these shows. Yeah. Initially, they tried to cut around it. Like in the early years, they yeah. tried to not have it be 
like when social media so would come fun. up, they're trying to find another way to bring it up. Whereas now they just like leaned into it and you know, you see the tweets, you see the yeah. Instagrams, whatever. Um, there was a whole bit in the book that sadly we had to cut for space about how the women use the press and how they're leaking stories. New York. And um, all of them. Okay. Like yeah. across the board. Okay. And, uh, you know, some are better than others. Some have preferred yeah. outlets. Um, Teresa, apparently, when she was going through all the legal stuff, and this was like 2009, 2010, when tabloids were a bit bigger than they are now. Oh, so it was like in touch. Yeah. They were, she was getting paid to be like on all the covers and do pictures and stuff. And that's how she was making a lot of money. But then when she was in bankruptcy court and stuff, she had to say to the tabloids, like, um, can you just like buy my kids a trampoline? And I'll like give you the pictures. <laughs> like she couldn't take cash anymore. So she was getting paid in like presents and stuff. But also I talked to one of the outlets that we have seen often on the shows, let's Radar. say. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can neither conform nor deny, okay, yeah. but, uh, you're, you're close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and they like have essentially producers of the shows on retainer and they're getting paid like every week to call up and be like, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. So wow. that, you know, I, so while we think Kenya probably leaked Volo and I mean, let's be honest, she probably did. Um, it might've also been not even one of the women. It might've just been some producer trying to make some extra money. So, yeah. um, and, and I do think it's interesting. Like, I'm glad that they don't do that thing anymore where they're pretending that it doesn't exist or that the women aren't famous or they don't have a platform or whatever. I think that's good. But I also agree with you. Yeah. We want to see these things happening on camera. It's like, that's what I hate about the reunions. And they're like, oh, well, you said in your blog or you said in a Twitter comment or you like to retweet by someone who hates me. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, I yeah. just want to see like what happened on the show. Like, that's all you should be able to talk about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Real House, I, I, I wrote down a note here about Real Housewives of Miami. I don't remember specifically what I was going to say about it. I think I was going to ask you a bit about, uh, because you you mentioned them quite a bit. Yeah. Or maybe it's the point that I'm at in the book, maybe because yeah. it just began to, to air. Do you yeah, want to talk and, about like, cause that's coming back obviously. And yeah. And I talked to Anna from Real Housewives of Miami. Who was great. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. And so, and she told me a lot. So I loved Miami and I don't know why it went away. And I've always been sad about it. Speaking of and, housewives that tried really hard to, she like oh overshot. Yes. Totally Does she, does she acknowledge that? Does she acknowledge she, that? She does. And I don't think we talked about her like last reunion performance, um, but I don't know that any of that made the book. But also, like, I think Leah Black was trying real hard. And I think she yeah. acknowledged to me that the cast knew that the ratings weren't great, great. and that yeah. in their final season, they were trying to just do shit to get the ratings back up. And then even after the show wasn't renewed, they would kind of go to events together and get try to get their pictures in Film the press together. so that, yeah, people would be interested. Maybe and it worked. I mean, maybe it worked. And I'm curious how many of the original cast are going to be back. Yeah. Excuse me. I would love, um, yeah. Tinsley's down there now in Palm Beach. I would love like Tinsley <laughs> on a Real Houses of Miami. You I know, don't need or... to see her again on a show. I'm, I'm really. You're done. <laughs> I think I'm done. I think her story's really been told. I, there was not really even a story really there. Uh, True. she really just wanted to get married and then she got married, but it didn't work out. So I'm, I'm good. Like I can't do another roundabout on, with her. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the issue with like a lot I of said, Real Housewives of New York right now. What'd you say? 
that's the issue with a lot of the Real Housewives in New York right now, right? I mean, we're um, just kind of on no. the same merry-go-round. It's not really anything changing. Absolutely. And I think COVID has a lot to do with it and that like, you know, it's hard to launch a new business, meet a new person, like whatever. But yeah, I new feel Jersey, like- you yeah. would, was fine. Like they, that was one of their best seasons in COVID where they were like in the heat of COVID, like in the, in the height of it. I don't disagree with you, but yeah. Um, yeah, but I feel like Sonia, Ramona, Luann, especially in that combination, it's like, yeah, you're great. But also I've been saying recently, I want there to be like a Real Housewives of Brooklyn or like just like another Real Housewives of New York. Yeah. Like there's another cast in this fucking city. Like, I would do Connecticut. You know, go and find it and, you know, make it nice and diverse and, you know, yeah, different, totally. maybe a little bit younger. And also. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> um, well, I'll, what also I think is weird about the season of New York is you have like Luann, Sonia, Ramona, who are of a certain age, and then you have Ebony and Leah, Leah. who are 20 years younger. It and... can work on Potomac, a show like that, but there's someone in the middle who kind of goes yeah. between the two, and there's yes. not, that's, that's not happening right now. No, and, and, it, it's, and also I think they all started on Potomac together. Like Ashley was like young then. Whereas now it's clearly like OGs and NGs. Is that what we call yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Normal the women girls? that are like yeah. the new girls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do do it, like so it's like a weird like power dynamic and uh, yeah. And yeah. so I don't think it, it fits as well. But, and that's why I think it would be interesting if you had, if you had like Tinsley back on New York, even though I'm against bringing people back, at least it's like more young people, you know what I mean? And it's it, like, even it out a bit. I don't know. Based on all your research and just everything after the book, what, what do you think is going to happen to New York? I mean, just from your production knowledge and all of that, historically, there would probably be some kind of a large shakeup because this isn't, <laughs> we've been bad yeah. for a while. <laughs> we've yeah. been down bad for a minute. We've been down I mean, bad since uh, Bethany left. Let's be real. You know, I'm trying to think was last season, the first season without Bethany. Yeah. Yeah. I thought last season was pretty good. Oh. I, you had Leah, you had Leah freaking I liked out. I like Leah, but Tinsley yeah. leaving. But then once Tinsley left, it like started to lose steam, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, and I think this is true of a bunch. I should say a bunch but at least of New York and Orange County, where I think there needs to be a refocusing and that yeah. it's like, you need, you want a show with women who are a good group and who have an organic dynamic. Um, but also I don't think you could be like, let's fire everybody and start new. But so it's like, so do you decide like, okay, let's take Leah and cast around Leah and like, let's cast Leah's friends or Ebony's friends or something like that and just kind of get rid of, some of the older people and redirect it. But also like, I would feel bad, bad without Ramona and Sonia and Luann, but also I feel like there's plenty we could do with them to, you know what I Friend mean? Friend of it's for like, Sonia. You can't cast around Luann and her, Luann doesn't really no. have friends outside of this show. She's not an interesting person to like get to know because she's not no, interested in getting but, to know people. Um, but like you know, a Ramona, Sonia road trip show? Like I would watch yeah. that. Like Ramona and Sonia and Luann in a Winnebago going across the country. Like something. I think that'd be hilarious. But like, yeah, I don't know that they need to be housewives anymore, but I feel like it would be a shame to lose them forever because I think they're yeah. still great performers as opposed to someone like vicky or tamra where it's like okay like it's still good yeah this yeah. is time it's like yeah. yeah okay i you know i'll miss you but 
Um, but I feel that way about OC for sure is like they need to pick somebody and be like, okay, everybody's gone because they just seem like coworkers. They don't seem like they want to be around I each other. I just don't even think it's necessary to bring it back. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I don't think there's really anything that would save it. And I actually, I mean, I think Bronwyn is a really nice person outside of the show. I think that yeah. what's, what's left there is just like, if she doesn't like anyone else that's on the show, we're gonna, the, the work that it would take to recast that entire thing. Kelly is, you know, abhorrent. Yeah. I have my own oh, experiences with it. She's a good housewife. You mentioned that in the book, but uh, she is, but, but it's like, it's, it, gets, it gets to a point where it's like, not, it's not fun to hate her. It's like, yes. kind of like, you're yes. just like, this is really, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's what's hard about this particular moment that we're in right now, like politically and, yeah, you know, socially, is that it used to be about housewives. Like, we all knew Ramona was awful and probably voted for Trump and we didn't care. But now it's like, oh, we kind of have to care. And so as much as, you know, Kelly can be a monster and like, but we also can't ignore the ways in which she's a monster. I'm shocked that Dallas is coming back. I thought Me for too. sure between the ratings, I, which were awful, and the racism, they were going to be like, see you later. But that is one situation where I think that Tiffany is strong enough. I, 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 I think she's that likable, and I think that she seems like she has people in her life that you could probably pull another yeah. female doctor. Uh, if you brought Carrie Duber back, Carrie Duber and her would probably have something in common because they have medical right. licenses. They, they work. <laughs> they Carrie seem... Duber always reminds us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, you could really clean shop there. I don't even need Stephanie Holman. I mean, most of that cast is like, you know, garbage that but it yeah. was entertaining to watch though this past season it, more entertaining than i thought it was going to be i did mostly watch it because i recap it with tracy on our other podcast right plug, the recap which is also available on our patreon page <laughs> <laughs> good job solid work <laughs> yeah you got that tracy uh <laughs> but yeah i want to i want to get more into that before we go to the bonus episode speaking of of this yes. podcast on the topic of kelly dodd are there any housewives that you've kind of met where you're like, this is, seems like a really nice person. And then you get to know them more and you're like, things have turned. And I, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe from your like research in the book or is, uh, even in just like in your passing. I've always tried to keep them a little bit at arm's length arm's just length. because like I do the recaps and like, yeah. I don't want to become like friendly with somebody and then like worry that I'm going to talk shit about them or whatever. Obviously, like I have a relationship with Erica, but you know, and fans are always like, he can't be, uh, you know, impartial. And it's like, girl, it's a fucking reality show, <laughs> television yeah. show recap, who cares? But I also yeah. feel like that Erica, you know, if Erica was behaving like an asshole and I wasn't like her behaving like an asshole, she'd be mad about it. So, but I don't think that there's anyone who I was like, oh no, you like scare me. Cause usually it's like, I'll meet them and I'll, I don't try to get yeah. like too, too close. I'm the same, but then it ends up happening to where someone is like really, um, like you're magnetized, like they yes. have a really magnetic personality or something, or they're just like generally good people. The ones that I do talk to, obviously there's some that you just keep at arm's length, but yeah. Yeah. And so, right. So I have never had like that kind of experience, Yeah, but <laughs> maybe my husband was trying to become friends with Courtney Love for a while. Like they kept running into each other. And I was like, you are not allowed to give Courtney Love your phone number. I was like, I do not need fucking Courtney Love calling up yeah, at 3 in the, in the morning. Yeah, 4 a.m. in the morning. Seriously. Yeah. 
being crazy. Yeah. So. yeah, trying to, I'm cooking something. I need some ingredient. I need some sugar. Like, I feel like she would do that. You know what I mean? Just like shit that she could totally. just go get herself. Call you up at three in the morning, like yelling at you for like yeah. an hour. And it's like, tell Courtney we're fucking in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the bonus. I want you to tell people where to follow you on social media. Tell you, uh, tell them where to find the book. It's a really great book. You guys should get it. I, I'm learning so many things and I'm like an aficionado, a self-proclaimed aficionado <laughs> Yeah. So you can find the book at thehousewivesbook.com and that has links to like Amazon and independent booksellers and like anywhere you want to buy books. You can find me on all social media platforms at Brian J. Moylan. Uh, on Mustache Rides on Grinder, if you want to come pay a visit to the Ace Hotel. <laughs> but you can't search for people by name on Grindr. Well, can you? anyway, in case you see me. Um, and uh, Vulture and I started a newsletter. It comes out every two weeks. It's called the Housewives Institute Bulletin. And it has like news about the housewives, recap highlights. I'm writing like original stories and things like that and all sorts of fun little goofy things. And you can sign up for that at vulture.com slash housewives. It's a great uh, recap on a weekly basis. You guys have to. Yeah. So let's go to the bonus. You guys know where to find me on social. Go to patreon.com slash the B list to get the bonus episode. We're going to talk more about this stuff. I want to ask him about some superlatives for housewives. And then I want to talk about summer house because there's so much. See you guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.